the beautiful earth that we have is, uh, um, is there because God wants to have a relationship with you. He created us for him. He created us for an eternal, um, close relationship with him. I don't understand it all, but that's God so loved us. He created the world, and that's why Jesus Christ came. It's a, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around the fact that God created us and that sin could come in the world, but that's the whole essence of being made in the image of God. That's why this matter of choice is a big deal. That's God created you with an actual moral free choice. And, uh, and so when Adam sinned, this was something that God in his understanding realized would happen. And before the foundation of the world, Jesus Christ had already submitted to come and be the lamb slain for us. And so every one of you are that important to God. He created this universe for you. And Jesus Christ, the creator himself, came to this earth for you. He died for you. And right now he ever lives to make intercession for you. I mean, honestly, folks, how can we get discouraged when everything around us, everything that we see speaks of his love for us? But see, Satan just tries to just darken it, skew it, get our focus on ourselves, cause us to not believe the beautiful love story of uh, the word of God and puts all of and, and all the sin that just makes everything so... Uh, warped, and it's a, it's a tragedy, but uh, uh, do understand that you are made for God. So, in your heart is a God-shaped hole. Now, when, once the Spirit of come, God comes in, when you trust Christ as Savior, you are now spiritually complete in that sense. Isn't that amazing that God would come in? But if you are not communicating with God, you are not experiencing the reality of why you were created, and why you were saved. That's why I, I constantly have that drumbeat here at church, and you folks that are regular in the services know you're going to hear at least every couple of weeks something about prayer. <laughs> it's just going to be there. Why? Because I can talk about everything else, but if you don't have a relationship with God and I don't have a relationship with God, nothing is in right perspective. It flows out of that. So I appreciate uh, her putting this in, in this fifth uh, chapter here about choosing to talk to God. Now, let me say that uh, a choice to pray is a bigger battle than you know. Now, here it is, such a wonderful thing to talk to God. He cares. He's going to answer prayer. He's going to give wisdom. There's going to be a deep, just joy in our heart talking with God, and yet we struggle doing it. It's because there's a very real Satan, and your flesh is stronger than you know, though it's a defeated foe because of the victory that you have in your spirit. You're a new creation, and it doesn't have to have the victory. But uh, there is a battle, so understand that there has to be a firm, clear-cut, prioritized choice to put your time with God over everything else. And ladies, we can talk about all the issues of marriage, all the issues of child rearing, all the issues of our emotions and our, uh, how we uh, manage our time, and we can just go into all of those things. None of it will click 
without that time with God. It just isn't going to happen. It isn't going to happen. And uh, so I just really want to encourage you to realize that this is priority. This is priority. And, uh, and so um, let's just talk. It is a choice. Now, are there times when you pray because you have to? <laughs> yeah, those are good times of prayer. Lord, I'm in trouble. Help me, you know. Uh, and by the way, those are good prayers. One of the best prayers I've ever prayed is, help. <laughs> he hears that. Uh, cry out unto the Lord, call unto me, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. But that's not going to meet the need of the soul all the time. You can't just live on forced praying because of circumstances. You need to know God. And he deserves to, to have that relationship with you. That needs to be uh, utmost in your life. So don't be forced into prayer. Make that uh, to where it's just part of your life. All right. Um, As you've heard, I'm sure, many times, um, the average amount of prayer of the American Christian is less than five minutes a day. And you know we have enough Christians in America to see this country turned upside down for Christ. We have way more than enough. But Christians are becoming more and more secularized because we're not walking with God, and this book is not the center of our life. Just heard a stat this morning just made me sick. Only 41% of lead pastors have a Christian worldview. <laughs> well, no wonder they're in trouble. You know. You notice this morning, I just came right out of it in prayer. What did I say? God created the world. Adam was real. These things are crucial that we believe. That is a Christian worldview. And, uh, and so we've got to realize, folks, that if you don't pray... The secular culture will overcome you. For five minutes a Christian prays, and they get entertained three, four hours, and are on technology and reading all kinds of secular stuff, which is going to win out? It's winning out all the time. doesn't mean the person's not saved, but they're not thinking biblically. And so it's very important to realize that you've got to come to some choices in your life. I'm, what am I going to think uh, what is going to come into my mind? What kind of relationship am I going to have with God? It isn't God zapping you. You've got to go to him, and then he will meet your need. So it's a choice. And again, I appreciate that emphasis. It's a commitment. She gives an extended illustration here about her son, Matthew. And uh, they already had a dog, but he wanted his own dog. You know, parents, how that goes. I resisted that for years. And... Uh, but finally, it, we had a, we've gotten our dog for my son. He doesn't. He's much better than this illustration. But anyway, um, but uh, obviously, mom in this case didn't want another dog to train, to feed, and do all of that. But of course, um, nine-year-old Matthew was absolutely fervent about the fact that he was going to take care of everything. Yeah, right, you know how that goes with kids. And, uh, and he had a dream one night that a mailman came and brought him a dog. And uh, if you know her husband, uh, he's, a very, uh, he's a very creative guy, and they had a mailman in the church. So guess what happened? Well, one day, a knock on the door, the mailman's standing there, and he's got a kennel with the dog in it. You know, a neat story. And for several weeks, I mean, Matthew was exemplary. He slept with the dog. He took care of the dog. He took it out all the time, fed it. 
<clears throat> However, the dog became old hat after a while, you know, and it was called work, responsibility, uh, and making those decisions. And so for the next few weeks, well, of course, now was a, <laughs> they weren't training the dog, they were training the owner of the dog, their son, you know. And, uh, you know, we can get excited. Ever, ever had that moment where God just stirred your heart? You get excited about a truth. Maybe it is about prayer, and, and the Lord just, just is so real to you, and you, you have some days of sweet time with him, and then all of a sudden the battle comes, and the responsibility, the typical thing is to then let that overcome us. Uh, by the way, prayer gets better and better if you make the right choice. Don't write on initial emotions. Same thing with marriage. Marriage gets better and better. Love is a choice. But you have to get past the first initial emotions of the, which are God-given, and you get into the nitty-gritty of making love choices as you go along. Same thing with the Lord. And so I appreciated that perspective there that we have to commit ourselves to consistency. Uh, Luke 18.1, the Lord Jesus said, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. 1 Chronicles 16.11, Seek his face continually. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Pray without ceasing. You certainly see what God will do in the life of a person that prays. A person in the Old Testament, well, a number of them, David, of course, may, might go to the top of the list, but close to that would be Daniel. You can't explain the miracles of Daniel's life without the, without the knowledge that that man was given to lengthy times in prayer. And he was even willing to give up his life when the edict there, once the Medo-Persians took over and he was now on the top of all of the people under the king, King Darius there, uh, the people that were jealous of him had a law written uh, that if anybody prayed to anyone else than the king for the next period of time, they would be executed. And so what did Daniel do? He did like he always did. Three times a day he spent major time in prayer and he even opened his windows so that everybody could see. That's what he always would do. He would pray toward the direction of Jerusalem. And uh, he did it. And he did end up in the lion's den. But guess what happened? The lion's had lockjaw. You know, divine lockjaw, and uh, were nice pillows uh, that night, and he <coughs> did not <coughs> die. <coughs> and so it's exciting when we make the decision to pray, and people that see miracles in their lives are people who pray. Now, uh, let me say here, and it'll, I may say it a little bit later, one of the problems in prayer is we live in an instant gratification culture. Now, we're beginning to learn that things don't come as quickly as they used to. <laughs> and I've been thinking, you know, with the backup of supply chain and all that, which I don't think is going to go away, might get a whole lot worse. Well, maybe we're going to learn a little bit through all of this. We have had anything we want right now. We can have it tomorrow. And I'm telling you, we do need to pray for our own children and all because they, this young generation is not going to be happy when they don't get what they want right away. The older generation will be okay, but the younger generation was going to rebel, and it's a very scary thing. I don't want to get into all that stuff, but uh, 
But the problem that we have is we're very used to things, boom, happening like that. Well, you've got to understand, in the process of prayer, you are developing a relationship with the Lord. That relationship to the Lord uh, is very important because he wants you to know about him. He wants you to know his heart. He wants you to know truth. He wants you to make decisions that are going to be transforming for your life. And in the process of praying for things specifically, which we should pray, and God has promised to answer prayer, God is going to teach you through that. And many Christians get discouraged if they don't get what they pray for, boom, right now. Now, you'll get your daily bread daily. The problem is none of us are looking for our daily bread. I mean, it isn't that much of a crisis, okay. But your needs, God meets those quickly. He does. I'm just amazed. I've just seen it here recently. Just God, just, it's just right there. I mean, it's just, you can trust the Lord for that. But the things that um, are not necessarily daily bread, God's going to teach you to wait on him and to trust him and to have spiritual reality and understand what's priority. And he's going to shape you and mold you. And so do not be afraid of waiting upon the Lord because you will learn what it means to know with confidence that God's going to answer. You're going to learn how to pray and what to pray for and uh, come to conclusions of faith before you actually see it. Uh, you have, before you have sight, you have confidence. These are wonderful things uh, in your prayer life to get a hold of who God is and counting upon him. And so one of the things that does discourage believers in the matter of prayer is the fact you do have to wait on the Lord. Now let me say this, when it comes to praying for the salvation for someone, or maybe a Christian who's not walking with God, they obviously have to make a decision of their will. But you know, you can come to great victory in your own soul that God's going to work. But here's what happens. You pray for someone right now, and you really pray, and you know God met with you. Nothing happens that day. That's from your perspective. You don't know what God's been doing. You don't know what happened in that heart. You don't know how God rearranged circumstances. And I love the illustration. I've mentioned it here several times of the hornets. Um, you know, uh, right now, if uh, somebody, if uh, Josh walked in and opened up a, uh, a netted cage of, a, oh, let's say about 50 hornets, um, many of you would exit this room, right? You've had experience with hornets. They're not real nice uh, insects, you know, if you rile them up. All right, and, but you know, none of you would be carried out bodily by the hornet. You would just be very willing to go, right? I mean, that would just not even be a problem. I was uh, reading outside on my porch the other day and all of a sudden, here come some hornets, you know, and I decided to, to pray walking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now that hornet didn't say, all right, buddy, get up, and he picks me up and gets me out there. No, I just, he just made me willing to move, you know, out of the spot that I was in. Well, that's, God, listen, when you pray, God sends his hornets. And so the more you pray, the more happens, and the closer you get to the victory. Do not gauge your success, if we use it that way in prayer based upon immediate answer because you don't know what God is doing and if you prayed according to his word you can count on the fact he has already answered your prayer 
He always answers prayer. And you get on that and don't give up. I'm telling you, God is working. And sometimes it may not be till you get to heaven to, until you find out what, what did happen and that the answer to prayer occurred. I'm praying for people now that I promised to pray for years ago and I'm not in direct contact with them. And I may not see them till eternity, but I know God's working. And it is worth praying for them. And um, so, now commit to a schedule. The Lord Jesus got up early in the morning. David talks about, uh, you know, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O uh, hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct my prayer unto thee. Psalm fifty-five, seventeen. He wrote, "Evening and morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear uh, my voice, my voice." we are scheduled, especially in our culture. And so you have to make prayer, talking with God, a priority. Prayer will not happen unless you make other choices about the use of your time to free up a very regular time for prayer. Everyone here knows what happens. Uh, if you don't have a regular time for anything, you probably won't get it done. The things that are most important, you schedule them and you make them priority. And I know some of you ladies have schedules that it doesn't necessarily work first thing in the morning. Some of our men have to be at work at 4. That's tough. I do know some of our men have to be at work at 5 and they're up at 3 to spend their hour with God. I take my hat off to them. So what do you have to do if you're going to do that? Get to bed early. Don't be on technology. I can't get by one message without that. So anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, we honestly, by the way, late at night, one hour needs to be shut down if you want to sleep well. And especially if you want to have a really right kind of thought pattern when you go to sleep. You don't need the screen in your face. That's a proven scientific fact. But anyway, that's off subject there. Uh, but you've got to get to bed early. Um, you've, got to, it, you've got to make other provisions to make time for your time for the Lord. But everything in your life that matters, and I want you to get this, ladies, everything in your life that matters, you're going to go back to the fact that it was your time with the Lord that made the difference. I think of the things that I'm so thankful for that God caused us to do with our children. I thank God they love the Lord and are serving Him today. But I know a big part of, of, of a lot of that was, I can see myself now and my wife, uh, the times uh, daily that we prayed, we, we had to have God. And He's the one that gave the wisdom. And, uh, and if I had prayed more, there would have been more victory. I mean, it just is, it is where it is. Nothing in this church ever happens that makes a difference in the lives of people without somebody praying. And I tell you, the, what, the reason right now God is blessing so much is because of the intense prayer of a number of people in this church. It does make a difference. You move the God of heaven when you pray. So uh, it is important that you make a commitment, a decision for a scheduled time and make that more important than anything else in your life. And until you do that, the flesh and the devil will do everything he can 
to crowd your life out with the busyness of life, right? Haven't you been there? It happens all the time. And so I do want to encourage you to make that schedule. And you're all in different phases of life. And uh, for some of you, it's, it's going to be difficult to get that time. And I do encourage you uh, to have a plan. Uh, that's to, uh, she gives different things. I'm not going to have the time to finish all of this out here. But we, of course, have the Hour with God plan where you take the extended time and have the different elements of a relationship with God that are in that hour with God and uh, help uh, you know what to do. You don't just sit there and, you know, you can just sit there and it goes nowhere. And so you've got to know the direction, starting with praise and waiting on the Lord and confessing your sin and then dealing with spiritual warfare and, and getting, uh, taking the promises of God that have meant something to you and landing on those promises and, and the intercession and petitions at lengthy time, thanksgiving and uh, time to be in the word and let God speak to you while you're praying and speak to God about what you're finding in the word of God. And then listening to the Lord, asking God for wisdom. It's amazing how he'll show you who to talk to, what to do, how to schedule your day. And then uh, finishing up with worship and praise to the Lord, singing and praising. It's, those are simple elements coming out of the Lord's Prayer. But when you have a plan and you have a schedule, you can have a lot better opportunity for victory. And, I, you know, nobody has ever, when I've encouraged people to make the commitment Nobody's ever come back and said, I wish, I wish you had never made me make that commitment. I, didn't, I can't make them, but I mean, nobody has ever said that. I've always had people say, oh, I'm so thankful. It's changed my life. I have preachers across the country. We have seminars that we do. You can see this comes out about this a little bit, but we'll have a seminar coming up here soon. And we have seminars, and I'll have preachers call me and say, it's revolutionized my life. I'm meeting with Jesus. My people are meeting with Jesus. I just want to shout because that's where it all begins. We have a real relationship with the Lord. And uh, the fact that uh, he wants to be with us is a great thing. So make sure you confess your sin. I didn't mention that in that aspect. And, uh, and really get a hold of the Lord and, and let the Lord work in your life. And so God wants to hear and answer prayer. Folks, when we are stirred in prayer and we see God answer prayer, we can then have faith about every other part of our life. But if you wonder where God is and all of a sudden you have an issue in your life and God says, this is what I say about doing it, and it goes against what you would normally think and you've not been walking with the Lord, do you think you may struggle about walk, uh, obeying the Lord in that area? Oh yeah, you're going to. But if you're walking with God, you'll have no troubles saying, okay, Lord, I will do that. I'm going to trust you. I know you'll take care of me. And then you'll see God do it. And that's where growth comes. So this is very key uh, to growth. So it is a choice. It's a decision of faith. You say, well, pastor, I only have 24 hours. How can I give one of those hours to God? Let me just ask you, how can you not give one of those hours to God? He gave you the 24 hours. He wants to spend time with you. But you won't lose. You don't lose anything. Ever. Listen, just like in giving. You don't, that, you don't lose that money. God just takes care of you. And it's the same way with, with uh, giving the, this part of your life to the Lord in prayer. You gain everything. Because when you meet God, everything's okay.
I, I tell you, when I have a teenager come up to me and I see that glow in the face and they said, Pastor, I met with Jesus today. He was real to me for the very first time. I can't help but cry because that kid will never be the same again. He will never be the same again. When you meet Jesus, that's what life is about. That's why you were created. So uh, I encourage you, if you're busy, then spend more time in prayer. Do not, do not neglect prayer. Have I made myself clear? <laughs> Sorry, this one was more of a preaching session. I get on this one, but this is my heart cry, folks. It is real. It is, this is the way to beat a secular culture. We don't have to be the same. And we can see God work, and you can keep your families, and you can see miracles in your lives. But you've got to spend time with him. All right. I'll let you talk about that. That's an important subject. So thank you very much.